our revenue management program had a, a ceiling of rates for every type of rooms. And then we saw that constantly was selling the whole year at the ceiling. So one day I told my revenue manager to let it free. Hi there. I'm Sebastian Leitner and welcome to The Turndown, a new podcast for hoteliers hosted by Cloudbit. I'm so excited to have you meet Giancarlo. He's one of our recent guests on the podcast. Uh, he's a hotelier that I've met a few years ago at, at an industry conference out of all places. We stayed in contact over the years and he's invited me to speak at one of his conferences and uh, he's a general manager of three hotels in beautiful Florence. The podcast is about what's keeping him up at night. And I think it's a, it's a theme that not only him, but others are struggling with around the world. Uh, and you'll hear him talk about the different variations of the different issues around labor, recruitment, training, um, you know, even competitiveness, right? Uh, making sure that uh, the pay or the compensation is fair. So there's a lot of challenges about uh, recruitment right now in, in hospitality. Giancarlo, welcome to The Turndown. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you here. Um, uh, I'm really excited about this conversation. Uh, as the general manager of two Florence hotels, I'd like for you to tell me, maybe as an opening question, what is keeping you up at night? What is keeping me up at night? Well, um, many things, of course. Uh, I, I try to sleep at night, first of all, and, uh, and I keep, keep my thoughts uh, out of it because, you know, when, when the and the thoughts are coming into your brain uh, at night it means that your your life is not going to be to be too good so but let's say the the shorten of stuff is still uh, keeping me awake uh, at night because uh, obviously it's a huge problem still uh, let's say maybe a, a little better than last year uh, but it, it's still the big issue now in the hospitality business to find so you you're actively looking for staff right now, I assume. How many vacancies do you have? Uh, I still have, uh, let me see, about um, 10 person, which I'm, I'm still lo looking at. I mean, uh, some have tried to have them and uh, they, they were not good. I mean, um, so it's uh, the turnover, it's, it's crazy. I, I just saw my contracts of last year. Uh, we have uh, during the season in the three hotels about uh, 170 people working. Mm -hmm. And uh, last year I turned to sign uh, 350 contracts, which is wow. uh, almost the double uh, for, yeah. for every person. And some of the person that I have are working for, for this company since many years, like, like I do. But the uh, new staff, it's... Um, it's a real big, big problem. So it's really difficult to recruit and then to keep? Are these sort of it's the big... Both, both. Uh, let's say uh, the uh, people is so, I mean, people in hospitality is so hungry about staff that they, they, they are offering uh, better condition, better contracts uh, to, to some of my good staff. And uh, I have to say since last year, three person very good of my staff, but, left me but there, there was nothing to do i mean uh, they, they had an offer which i, I, I could not match uh, mm. then um, 
yes, everyone is still looking for for good stuff. So, uh, well, it's the the only good the good thing that it's that it's not only your problem. When you are in the hotel, it seems that you have a lot of problems. You say, well, the other are okay. Then uh-huh. I go around and visit the other hotels, and uh, I see that the problem is everywhere. Uh, staff not well prepared. Um, last night I was in a very big and fancy hotel uh, having uh, drinks, and uh, there were only two per- in, in a in a room which uh, was in needing of at least five person to work. Uh-huh. There was only, and uh, I waited forty five minutes to get a drink. So yeah, that's is keeping me um, awake at night sometimes. Uh, but let's say uh, we are we are moving on. So you've been in this industry forever, right? Well, not forever, but for a long time. You have uh, great experiences. Is this how can we solve this, or will we be able to solve this? Is this about you know education? Is this about making the hospitality industry attractive again? How do we fill the positions long term? Uh, both, both. I have to say. Uh, as, as you know, I have started uh, an education academy here in Florence last mm-hmm. year, but because this problem was already there before COVID, I mean, uh, then it has exploded in, in during COVID, but it was something that was already happening. People were were leaving this uh, this job. I need we in, um, that we need to make some some efforts in uh, uh, through education to to let see people how many different uh, and incredible uh, work they, they can do in hospitality. Uh, because, I mean, now everyone is thinking about, oh, I'm going to work in on the weekends, uh, and then uh, the wages are not so good, uh, and then I'm going to do a waiter, which I've done when I started, of course. Uh-huh. I, I, and even the dishwasher when I, when I, when I started. It's not, that is not a problem, but let's say... And people, it's is demanding and demanding. Sometimes when I when I do the the interview, uh, I, I I need to sell the person which is in front of me the, the place to work. I really need to mm-hmm. sell, show them uh, show them that which which there are a lot of opportunities. They can work in digital. They can work for for social media for the hotel. They can do sales. And uh, uh, I, I mean, it's rare to find a good end for me. Food uh, and beverage. Many many positions which people does not have a real correct vision what's uh, behind the scenes in working in hospitality, which it's uh, they, they can do a lot of things and not only the the things that they they, they, they will teach even the, the 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 schools are not teaching well they don't give the vision of of uh, of this job really no, don't do. And then we will need to to improve the cost of labor. Um, uh-huh. I was following a few a few things during ITB, a few conferences during ITB, and uh, um, the, the, the way provision in which uh, uh, probably the cost of labor will rise twenty percent in the next few years, and I do agree with that because now yeah. if you want if you need, if you want a good way that you have to pay. Uh, you have to pay well, mm-hmm. uh, and the opposite was people will need twenty percent of their time back. So mm-hmm. uh, they can have the same wages, but that maybe having a show week 
and, and working only four days, uh, which is something that I found uh, really interesting. I mean, uh, there's a few hotels in Germany which are testing this, uh, this new way, and it's, it's interesting. That sounds interesting. So going away from uh, five days over time, you know, 10 hours a day working, but through a shorter work week, and then uh, be able to have as a as a waiter maybe more personal time uh, and you know growth opportunities. Or chef. chef, I mean, chef they they stay many many hours inside the kitchen, which is uh, it, it's a tough job. I mean, to 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 stay there for for long and um, not not see the the daylight or people. Even if, even if now uh, the new way is to have open kitchens everywhere, but. Uh, uh -huh. In many of the hotels that I know, the traditional one here in Italy is still a tough job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reversely, so we talked about what are the things that keep you up at night. I'm curious what make you sleep easily. Uh, well, in this year, as make me sleep easily, um, uh, the faces of um, the young people that they have started my my academy this year. Uh, because we were really able with, uh, 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 it's a short class. Obviously, we are a startup. It's, it's the first year. Um, they, are, they are a small group. But they, they, we, we really tested with them a new way of, of teaching and doing, and, and doing training. And uh, for the very first moment, I say, well, you, you are already working for, for hospitality. And uh, they were so happy. They were uh -huh. so happy with it because um, we uh, we find teachers that were coming all from the industry. So no one coming from, I mean, a few uh, with, with only a few technical um, units where, where, where really uh, professional teacher in mm -hmm. like me and, and some other things. But then we took a lot of people from the industry and uh, which is a tough job because then if you have just one person following uh, a class, it's easier, right, for, to, to do teaching. If you take one uh, unit like, uh, let's say, marketing or digital or design uh, and you, or leadership, and you bring to the class uh, many different people, uh, it's very difficult for us to, uh, to put together the whole picture, uh, but when we, we are able to do it and we were able to do it, the, the student gets a lot in return, a lot in return because they, 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 they saw people which they are telling the whole picture from different aspects. So they were really happy. Uh, they worked on real cases. Uh, uh, we have been, um, around all the hotels and so following cases all around and uh, yeah their faces make me happy they they, they have finished uh, exactly last week the first year and now they are doing their internships all around italy and uh, i'm very happy for them I mean, and are uh, they going back to school in this fall are they uh, yeah so they, they're going back to school uh, for the second year this fall and then they they have the, a third year in uh, Switzerland we, because we we close a deal uh, with the um, Hotel Institute of Montreux because mm -hmm. uh, I mean it's funny but in in Italy 
tourism, which is the 13% of our GDP, it's, uh, has not a proper university, let's say. So there's no Cornell, uh, there's no Lausanne here in Italy, nothing like that. So um, I decide not to follow the public path uh-huh. of getting a, a graduation and uh, because I want to do it faster. And so we signed a deal with uh, with this um, hotel institute in Montreal. So they, they, they're they going there for the 30 years, they graduate there, and then they, they leave uh, for the world because... Uh, can you imagine that about shorting of staff, this year at the recruitment day of that school, each student has six offer in average, six offer to go wherever they want in the world, Dubai, Singapore, New York, London. I mean, you graduate. That and is you amazing. Sit, you sit and you have six offer to go wherever you want. So I should go back into hospitality. I, I should go yes. back and become... Uh, uh, hotel G- 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 <laughs> that is fantastic that's awesome um well yeah, that's good to hear that's good to hear and congratulations on the successful program it sounds like you have Thank a fantastic you. fantastic group are you launching a new class next year as well as like in the fall yeah 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 we we be launching the the the, the well, i mean the guys they are coming the students are coming back for the second year and then they have a new one which I'll, I hope to have more people because then when you're a startup, you need, you need when it's an idea, uh, everyone is looking at, at you like that. Then the project, uh-huh. the project started, so um, we hopefully we will have uh, all the double of the people we have this year at least. Yeah. So Well, congratulations. Now, um, I'm very curious on how you start your day in the morning. Right. Uh, think uh, about your morning routine. Think about the things you did this morning, for instance. Um, how do you start? Um, I, I have an expectation that you have at least one cappuccino, but I could be completely wrong. Um, so no, no, help you're me right. understand, help having, me understand a, what you do. I'm having a cappuccino every morning, uh, mm-hmm. but I don't know where I'm gonna land in the morning. So I have three hotels to follow. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one of the staff know where I'm going to have breakfast in the morning, but I do every morning have breakfast in in, in now in one of our breakfast room. So um, I, I there's two moments uh, which which I like in my day, which is morning and then before I leave, uh, where I'll 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 stay with the clients, I see the clients' faces, uh, I talk to the clients, uh, and. Uh, and see what they what they think. Usually, b- breakfast is a great moment to talk with the clients because it's the start of their day, so uh, you can give them some suggestion. You can tell them to go to the concierge and do this and do that. And there's very it's a moment where hotel they should sell more things during breakfast because really? uh, clients are relaxed having mm-hmm. having breakfast. They're not in a hurry when they are for leisure. And Florence is a leisure city mainly, so. And talk to them, and uh, you could sell many things at breakfast. Yeah. So this morning <laughs> you went to one of your hotels. Um, I did. I su- yeah. Which one? I did have breakfast at the Mulino, which is uh, uh, the only seasonal hotel that we have. Has opened only one week ago. So mm-hmm. obviously I have a lot of new staff. So I, I had to check that everything was running properly, and 
and the, the breakfast standard where where up where we want to we want to reach and um yeah it was was an interesting morning the steam i found many things were which were not as perfect as i wanted them to be so we had a meeting after breakfast and stayed there in the whole morning by the way because it, it is um every having so much new staff obviously mm-hmm. being a, a seasonal hotel it means that except uh except the the fmb manager and the front office manager they are all new so yeah. you, you need to to be there more than the others at the moment absolutely true what is a common myth about your job the common myth about about our job um bad or good myth either 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 uh bad myth is uh oh well you are going to work in in hospitality so it's a boring something boring and uh oh you're gonna go to the waiter and and that's and that's it um the, the way they're li- like a, like a servant like they, they have okay. this vision many many of the people uh the myth is that the the hotel are doing a lot of money everywhere they are doing a lot of money which is not a reality uh-huh. <laughs> i mean obviously uh, it could be a good business but it's it's a business so you have to be you have to be careful um i mean i have in my career i have uh, uh manage uh, hotels which were easy to sell and mm-hmm. some others were not easy at all to sell so i know exactly what does it mean to be careful with the cost but the myth is especially the politician they have this myth or oh, the hotels are doing a lot of money and then they see people around the city and they say oh and now in florence they have increased our city tax they have almost doubled it mm-hmm. can you imagine the city tax after two years of COVID, where, where, yes, we are doing well this year. I don't want to say we are doing bad, mm-hmm. but we're coming from two years of nothing. So, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, it's still tough. We, we need that. We need a, a period to, to restart uh, our business back as it was. When I spoke to you last year, uh, you mentioned that your summer was fantastic. Your occupancies were high. Your ADRs were high. You had. Uh, you had a fantastic summer, if I'm not mistaken. Are you expecting something similar this year? It's even it's even better this year. I mean, sometimes it's. Um, I was seeing the forecast this morning, and um, it, it seems that everyone wants to come to Italy now. And uh, we we have such a strong demand, really such a strong. It's a bounce that we. We, we didn't expect. I mean, it started last year in fall. I mean, we, uh-huh. we, we saw things changing in, in August, September last year. Uh-huh. But here it's, it's really, it's really strong. Um, I have to, I, I can tell you that my average rate now um, is in, um, in this hotel where I'm sitting now, which is the, the, the central one and the, the more important of the three hotels. Uh, what is the average rate that five stars used to have in 2019? So uh-huh. we have increased now, um, and sometimes um, uh, I, I, I'm really seeing reservation entering at, at some rates that I say I never expect to sell 
is through method rates, uh, which, yeah, it, it makes not me sleep because um, sometimes I'll say I'm, I'm going to have to have a lot of problems about re reputation because uh, it, it, if you pay a thousand euro in for one room in my hotels here, uh, well, it's uh, it's a very very nice hotel, but a thousand euro was what you were paying in the fourth season and about two years ago. And now you're paying before COVID. Now you're paying for this hotel, and uh, we we had. I can tell you this: we had a ceiling. Uh, our revenue management program had uh, had a, a ceiling of rates for every type of rooms, uh, and then we saw that constantly was selling the whole year at the ceiling. So one day I told my revenue manager to. To let it free and say, okay, don't, don't. Probably uh, we will have to see what the market is going to pay because if I cut off uh, the, the the ceiling, and uh, it has arrived to some rates which are really uh, embarrassing sometimes uh, because we have such a strong demand, such a strong demand. I mean, you you cannot find a room now. Um, I mean June. Uh, from June to October, you cannot find a room here in Florence. Really, not not find any. Uh, you have to go outside the city center, and um, never happened. Not not even in the in the best year that I've seen in my career, something like that. I don't know if it's if it's gonna stay or at, at a certain moment it will it will end. And, yeah. But predictions say that 2024 will be the same. Will be the same if, if, if nothing happened in, in Ukraine or Russia or something like that. It's going to be the same. Uh, mostly our Americans, but we are seeing now a few Asians coming back. Uh, a lot more from um, the Far East, so uh -huh. Arabia and whatever. And uh, yeah. That was going that, to be is, my next question. It's like, what what changes in travel behavior or pattern have you seen, right? Like, because now you see a lot more customers traveling um, than in yeah. last year and the year before. Are these new customers that have never made it to Florence? Have are these new new nationalities, new types of travelers? Uh, some new nationality. Some new nationality. And then uh, the other things that we have seen, they stay more. They uh, probably uh, they are going to. Uh, I, I talked to some some of them, which I mean, our average stay in Florence was two days and a half, and was already uh -huh. already good. Uh, now it's uh, more than three days, and it's uh, in uh, in some of the months it's more than four days, which wow. is something that I found really, really interesting. And I talked to some of these people and they say they, they're going to stay more in Europe. So if they're coming from the States, uh, they, 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 they're going to stay really more. So they stay two weeks, three weeks. They do the, the it's like after COVID, uh, I'm going to do the uh, trip of my life and that's it. And, and so I'll, I'll stay and I'll visit as more cities as I can and I'll stay there more. So uh, I'm not doing like the, the Japanese in the 80s that they were able to do three cities in uh, 48 hours. I mean, but, 
So the trips I have become certainly longer. Longer, really, really longer. And you, and you see that people, it's, uh, it's doing that. Yeah. Is Florence, and I'm really curious about this, is Florence a destination that is the reason to travel or is Florence a destination uh, on an itinerary within Rome? Uh, within no. Italy, sorry, within, you know. No, uh, Florence is the destination to travel. Uh, okay. It was, I mean, during COVID was uh, at the um, at the top of many classification done by uh, Tourism by Magazine. Mm -hmm. uh, for Condé Nast was voted the most desirable city to travel. So it, it's it's really a destination. And um, another another trend that I'm seeing, and uh, by talking to to to, to this guest, uh, it's that they are discovering new destination in Italy. Uh -huh. uh, for example, I mean, uh, if you take the tourists from the U.S., tourists from the U.S. were going to the to the art city, so they were going to Rome, Florence, and Venice. Then the other place they were going was uh, the the Sorrento and Amalfi coast and Capri, uh -huh. Lake Como. Uh, they discovered the Cinque Terre a few years ago. Now many of them they're going to Apulia. They are going to the Dolomites, which uh, I mean, I was this year in vac on vacation, last year on vacation on the mountain, uh, which usually usually is full of German, and and I was amazed to see how many Americans were, were going there. I say Americans here, I never I never saw them. So they are uh, exploring more, doing more destinations, staying more. Uh, which is um, really quite quite interesting. It's uh, something with 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 it's a big change. Really. Sounds like I have to plan my trip to Florence in November um, because I won't get accommodation before that. Um, which is fantastic. <laughs> you, 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 yeah, yeah. You you have to. Uh, or, or I mean, you can find accommodation even in those uh, periods, but I expect rates to be high. And yeah. I'll, I'll tell you another thing, <laughs> which. which um, I was talking with some hoteliers actually uh, last week. Mm -hmm. Milan, which is known, uh, I know you, you, you're going to be soon in Milan, which is known as to be the corporate city for, for Italy. Sure. There's always been that Milan was corporate. I mean, has become a leisure, a leisure destination. So it used to be empty during the weekends and used to be empty since July and August. Mm -hmm. And now all the other are, are, are telling me it has come completely changed and now it's a, it's more leisure destination than corporate which is uh, which is amazing and so amazing. there's a, a lot of investment now in uh, uh, going on in Milan we have to look back i mean it's sort of we, we talk a lot about pre pandemic post pandemic uh, you've gone through a difficult moment in um in the pandemic in florence itself in italy you were sort of the epicenter of, of the pandemic to a certain extent, right? Um, travel was impacted. I'm curious on from your perspective personally, what did you learn from this experience? What are some of the things that you've, you know, maybe has changed your perspective? Oh, well, it has changed uh, all my perspective. I mean, my, my whole life uh, have, uh, has changed since uh, in, in those two years, I mean. Um, Personally, my, my professional and my, my personal life has changed. So um, uh, that day, uh, the, the, I remember exactly the day where 
I closed the, the three hotels. It was the 11th of March, uh, 2020. So we keep it open for a while, even if uh, COVID was already here uh, in two weeks, because we were, we were still having guests, which were not finding the way to come in back home. So, uh-huh. uh, and then when uh, every single guest has left the hotel, I closed the three once. And by chance in that period, I was uh, president of the uh, Florentine Hotelier Association. So every everyone was phoning me also. The, uh-huh. I had to take care of all my stuff. Uh, I, I was put away from my for my family because uh, I had I had travel and I had contact with one of the hotel who has already been eaten by COVID. So I had to stay away from my from my family. Um, every single hotelier was phoning me and saying and, and asking for my advice. And nobody was um, <laughs> in some reason was taking care of you. I mean, so I was taking care of everyone uh-huh. that day. I closed the hotel. Then I, I I came back to my to my uh, apartment alone here here in Florence, where I stay closed obviously uh, for for three weeks without without ex, exit. And um, then at six o'clock at night, one of the one other hotelier phoned me, um, and and thanks me for what I have done for the hotelier. And uh, I can tell you that without any problem, I was. I start crying for uh, at least two hours. I never cry. Uh-huh. I never cry. Really, I never cry. And I cry for two hours that, that uh-huh. day. And um, yeah, that's I will remember forever. <laughs> Not and, and it's a lesson that everything can change in a minute. In uh, in it was a very strange period because um, Italy was the second country eaten after China, so uh-huh. it, it was. An Italian problems uh, and uh, and I and I, I spoke uh, because as you know uh, being one member of Focus Right they they interview me in that period I made an interview which was broadcasted everywhere Bloomberg called me I mean me and Bloomberg like live like uh, a reporter from uh, from the hell uh, uh, mm-hmm. and um, and every I, I remember. Many hoteliers are all around the world uh, writing to me and, um, uh, and and giving me thanks for what I was I was passing and I was saying even an hotelier for China who sent me uh, a box of Max mask which were um, we could not find here. You That's know, fantastic. The, uh, an hotelier of China sent me a box of mask and say, okay, save it for you, for your staff. Incredible, really incredible. Well, we will never forget. We will, and we have not to forget what what is that? We have not to no, forget. No, no, and we we've. I think as an industry, we took everything for granted until the world stopped turning. Yeah, and made us exactly. rethink. Um, I guess our personal choices, our life choices, but also our business decision at times. Right. Um, I'm curious, you know, if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Uh, I assume your answer is Florence, but. You know, because it's such an amazing place, but I'm still curious about this. Uh, well, um, I I have a, a I have a preference, but I I don't know how it's now because it's uh, but but it's London. I mean, I, I feel home in London. I work there. I'll, uh, uh, it's it's a city where nice. 
which I like, which I like uh, more than anywhere in, in the world. So I would like to live in London. Um, I can relate to that. I can relate to it. I've lived twice in London, um, different times, and, and worked in hospitality in London. Uh, so I can relate to that. It's a great place. I feel, I feel home there. Uh, it's Many people will say this, the seaside or something. No, I would <laughs> like to, to be in London. Even if I, I'm... I would like to live there for a while now and see how, how it's doing with Brexit, which, which seems to be a problem for them. Yeah. Before we close, and, and I know education is a, is a big passion of yours, I want to ask you, uh, what is one piece of advice you would give to someone starting out in this industry? Well, um, it's such a beautiful industry, first of all, because you, when I was creating the, the program of the academy, I realized how many things you need to know to work in hospitality how many you need to speak languages uh, and you need to know economy you need you need to know very well human resources uh, uh, and then you need digital you need design um, many many different things so it gives you so th this jobs gives you such a big background that you can work for any industry what I say to my students now, it's, uh, all right, you, you're learning to work in hospitality, but, but after this, you can work really everywhere. I mean, uh, it, it is, it, your baggage of knowledge is so big by doing this work. And, and you know, you have the, the possibility to meet uh, millions of people, which, which I did in my career. I have a lot of friends around the world, which, which will happen. You, you can travel. It's a great job if you if you take it and you you say yes I want to do a career there and so the advice it's uh, study to to study hospitality you you know what I'll tell you one last things I was <laughs> reading then 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 uh, if you're over with, with time we we cut but um, um, I was rereading re uh, the the Steve Jobs biography. Mm -hmm. Because I read it, I read it after he died, and then I'll, uh, it was on my shelf there, and then you forget about it. And in these days, uh, I don't know why. I'll, I'll take it back and say, uh, I want to to read again what, what what he did, how he was. And there was one thing that was missing that I had missed in that. And then he was uh, um, doing the preparing the Apple Store. He sent all the employee to the uh, training of Ritz Carter. So he said, all right, you have to be, <laughs> you have to be trained by Ritz Carton to work in an Apple store. Mm -hmm. And he sent, he sent them all there. And so you see, hospitality is, it's, it's everywhere. It's really everywhere. Hospitality, the school for life and for successful business. So, so it sounds like. Giancarlo. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate your thoughts, your insights, your experiences, and, and the stories you share today. Thank you so much uh, for joining us today. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you to all you. Thank you for listening to The Turndown. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in next week as we discover new exciting guests.